Abbaology Insiders, welcome. This is the Abbaology Podcast, and I'm your host and the founder of the Abbaology Movement, Jake Stringer. This podcast is dedicated to transitioning people from the judicial to the familial, from theology to Abbaology. This is your home for free Abbaology content. I will be assuming a few things about you. Number one, you're ready. Number two, you're hungry. And number three, you're excited. So come along as we transition from theology to Abbaology. Jesus is God with us, yes, but he's also us with us. So what in the world does that mean? We know that if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. And most would agree, at least verbally, that Jesus showed us what God is actually like. But Jesus also showed us what we are actually like. And Jesus is not just an example for us. He's not another behavioral standard for us to attain to. If that was true, then Jesus kept us under the law. Jesus didn't end the law if all he did was show us another behavioral standard that we're supposed to try and reach. That is just more living under the law. Jesus came and showed us who we really are. Jesus was not only God with us, he's us with us. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 and 22, it says that Mary would have a child and they will call him Jesus and he will save his people from their sins and he will be called Emmanuel. He will be, which means God with us. So all people are Jesus's people. That's definitely true. But contextually speaking in Matthew chapter one, it's talking about the Jewish people in the first century who were under the Mosaic covenant. They were under the law. So he came to deliver them from their sins. Sin under the old covenant is defined as a transgression of the law. 1 John 3, 4 says sin is a transgression of the law. Okay, so part of Jesus' coming was was to deliver them from that law covenant. Jesus not only removed sin, he removed that which perpetuated sin. Okay, and that was the law. The axe was laid not above the ground. The axe was laid to the root. So the root of the issue, perpetuating sin and mark-missing, was the law. So Jesus needed to move the law out of the way. Another aspect of the mark that was being missed was who God really was and who humanity really was. We were, they were missing the mark, and we still do today. We miss the mark of who God is and what he's really like, and we miss the mark of who we are and what we're really like. You know, let me, let me put forth this thought for you. Sin in regards to what God is like would be to believe that God is anything other than exactly like Jesus. That would be missing the mark. Sin regarding who we are would be to believe we are anything other than who Jesus is. Jesus is an example of us. When we receive this into our life, we begin to see ourselves as one with the Father, no longer separated and guilty, no longer with a behavioral taskmaster constantly reminding of what we've done wrong, constantly accusing us. Does that sound like a father or does that sound like the law? 
Jesus said, Moses is your accuser. He never said the Father is your accuser. When we have a legalistic way of thinking in our mind, God remains a slave master or a taskmaster or the headmaster of an orphanage, and we remain orphans and slaves. Okay? But Jesus brought a revelation of sonship. And if you can receive that, it will exodus you out of relating to God only behaviorally. Jesus came to show us who we really are so that we can believe it and then walk it out. We walk out what we believe. We do not walk out our nature. Okay? Um, We don't, quote, sin because we have a sin nature. If we're sinning or missing the mark, whether it be behaviorally or missing the mark of of who we are or, or who God is, it's because of a belief we have about ourselves. You know, I have a friend who, when he was a teenager, the family cat got pregnant and had eight or ten kittens. Okay, let's say it was ten. I don't remember the number. But one morning they wake up and there's only nine. And they grieved this kitten. They looked everywhere for it and never found it. And a couple of years pass, and one night he's taking the garbage out, and he sees three raccoons digging in the trash. And then he realizes there's a cat with the raccoons. And he watches this situation for a second from afar, and this cat is acting exactly like a raccoon. I mean, no difference. And he thinks to himself, I think that's the cat that ran away. I think that's that little kitten. He must have been raised by a family of raccoons and now believes he's a raccoon. Look at the way he's acting. And I tell that story to make this point. The cat had a cat nature, but it wasn't behaving out of its nature. If nature determined behavior, then that cat would act like a cat even though it was raised by raccoons. But nature doesn't determine behavior. What you believe about yourself does. The cat believed it was a raccoon, and therefore acted like a raccoon. So if you believe you are a separated, guilty person who's just trying to attain to a behavioral standard to please God so that he'll accept you, that's what you'll walk out. That will be the reality you're shaping for yourself. What you believe about yourself is going to shape your reality. It's going to shape what is constantly on your mind. And so Jesus comes as an example for us so that we can begin to believe the same things about ourselves as he believes about himself. As he is, so are we. Jesus is not insecure about his sonship. Jesus is not wondering where he's going to go when he dies. Jesus is not fearful. So all these teachings that man-made religion have given us They may be from good-intentioned people, from well-intentioned people, but we still need to scrutinize them. Remember, truth can withstand scrutiny. So what kind of fruit does it bear in our life? When God is a taskmaster and we're obsessed with performing perfectly so that he can accept us, it it yields the fruit of, of frustration, sometimes depression, sadness, fear, insecurity. Those are not fruits of the Spirit, okay? But if you can begin to realize, okay, it's not heresy for me to have the same thoughts about myself that Jesus has about himself. It's actually me embracing the gospel and following Jesus. Jesus wants us to follow him 
into what he believes about himself. Okay? And he wants to take us to that place where we can actually believe the same things about ourselves that he believes about himself. Then our burden will become light. We'll begin to pursue our dreams because we won't be bogged down by fear and insecurity anymore. Fear's funny because it actually keeps you selfish and keeps you stuck. Fear ushers out critical thinking. So as we transition from theology to Abbaology and begin to see ourselves as sons and daughters, walking in the same union that Jesus enjoys, we become less fearful, and then we begin naturally thinking through a lot of these doctrines. This is why it's so important to realize the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance or a change of mind. Remember, repent isn't groveling on an altar. Repent is changing your mind. The gospel is not about changing your nature. It's about changing your mind. We didn't have a nature problem. We had a thinking problem and a spiritual sight problem. So Jesus, our ophthalmologist, comes and he heals our spiritual vision so that we can see God as he is and ourselves as we really are. God bless you guys. See you next time, Abbaology Insiders. Mm-hmm.